0: Oh, bless his name on today, my brothers and my sisters. We thank God for today. This is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turned Up Ministries coming to you live on the podcast today with a word entitled, The Curse of Self. The Curse of Self. Before we get going, let us get an understanding of what we mean by self, because we live in a world that's full of self promotion with social media and all of the platforms and everybody trying to uh uh, promote their brand or get people to follow them in in, on facebook or on instagram or many of the other social media platforms that are out there it's all about self-promotion so let's see what this self thing is all about because one thing that we have not been taught Uh, When we're outside of the relationship with Jesus Christ, is anything done in self, shall self-destruct. That's not an if, that's a when. And our ignorance and our refusal to bow down and submit and surrender and reconnect ourselves to our Heavenly Father causes mankind to continue to err to continue to repeat the same mistakes generation after generation, never learning from previous generation, always attempting to do something in the mode of self. Self is defined as the evaluation by oneself of one's worth as an individual in distinction from one's interpersonal or social roles. So you can be a doctor... But you might see yourself as a professional athlete or worthy of having been one simply because you think you're a pretty good basketball player. Or you may have been a B student, but you saw yourself as an intellect or a genius with a higher IQ than you actually had. Or you may see yourself as kind and polite and loving But yet, the people that you interact with see you totally different. So, self can be deceived. Self can be wrong. Self can be completely out of order. So on today, we want to look at the curse of self. Because as I said earlier, self will self-destruct. Because self has no self-control. The flesh is wicked. The flesh is deceitful. The flesh is full of sin. The flesh is prideful. The flesh wants its own way. It wants to do its own thing. It wants to chart its own course. It wants to exalt itself. And these are all opposite from the authority, from the sovereignty, from the will, from the plan of God for the creatures that he and only he created, the Bible says, for his glory. Self was not self-created. Self was not created to promote its own glory. Self was created only to give God glory. So as a result of the modern times we find ourselves in, we find many, 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 many people walking down the path that the Bible talks about in Matthew chapter 7. I believe it's verses 23, right about and on down when it talks about, uh, it says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate. And broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be that go in thereat thereof. The next verse says, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads to life, and few there be that find it. There are two gates. One is narrow, one is wide. one leads to destruction, which is the gate of self, leads to life which is the gate of following Jesus Christ, laying down self, so, that the Spirit of God, which is buried within you under all of your own efforts, your own plans, your own endeavors, all of your cultural traditions, all of your family traditions, all of the opinions of other men Uh, telling you who you should be who you could be what you should do why you shouldn't do this or that is burying the divine spirit of God within you and never allowing you to rise to the top and fulfill your full potential because you're in your natural mind your natural mind is a carnal mind it's a dark mind it's a selfish mind it is not the divine mind which is a receiving mind it's an open mind it's a submissive mind it's a meek mind it is a mind fully under the control of the Holy Spirit of God so that it can always take only those steps which is leading to its increase, to its promotion, and to be used to glorify the God that it serves. The curse of self. The curse of self bides into the foolishness of the world of self-love, of being self-made, of being self-sufficient, of truly turning selfish Of being self-centered, believing that one is self-taught, believing one is self-led, believing one is self-appointed, proclaiming that I am self-proclaimed, being full of what they call self-determination, pretending or thinking that one has a self-defense. Against spiritual things, maybe against some natural things, there's a point where you can, yes, have self defense to protect yourself, but there's no self defense against God. Matter of fact, there's a scripture in Hebrews 10 and 31 that says, It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Man, that should just make you shake right there. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, talking about being outside of his will, in disobedience. Uh, listening to other people, knowing that the Bible also says, cursed is the man that trusted in man and make his flesh his arm. That means you choose natural man over a supernatural God. That you will believe and follow someone who bleeds like you, who, who's capable of dying from sickness like you, someone who gets in fear like you, someone who gets in doubt like you, over a God who never gets in fear. He doesn't even know fear. He doesn't even, he didn't even invent it. A God who never gets sick. What is sickness to him? He's always well. A God who never is in doubt because he's of one mind and none can change it. So we find ourselves in these positions because we're not mature enough in the things of God. We have not submitted ourselves to the teachings of God to allow the Holy Spirit to fully impart them in our hearts and in our minds so that our flesh can be brought under the subjection and we won't be turned around or go astray at the first little sign of adversity, trouble, trials, or tribulations. We will do as the Bible says. It says having done all to stand. Huh? We stand. We stand still because Exodus 14 and 14 says, and you shall hold your peace and the Lord shall fight for you. You see, once I get this truth embedded in me, self gets out of the way and I allow my God to come in because self makes you believe that you have, as I said earlier, self-control and you have no self-control. Now let us look, if we can, uh, at a couple people in the Bible who wander down this path of self and experience the curse of self you see because prayerfully from this podcast one of the things of self that you'll do which is actually encouraged in the bible is do a self-examination hallelujah in the name of jesus we need to examine ourselves because when other people tell us things about ourselves, we won't receive them because a lot of those things hurt a lot of those things Touch us in places we don't want to be touched, which should make us at least consider that they may be true, because if they were not true, they would not bother you. People can say, people can call you any kind of name, they can speak anything over your life. There's a verse of scripture in Proverbs 26 and 2, which says, the bird by wandering and the swallow by flying, it says, the curse causeless shall not come. Meaning, people can say anything bad about you that they want, it's not going to work, because it's not appointed of God if you're in your God-given position. If you're living the life that God has ordained, you are ordained to always win. Not sometime, every time. The Bible says that the weapon will form, meaning people can build traps. They can go to your boss and say things. They can put your car on a flat. They can uh do something to temporarily mess up your credit. They can Uh, Speak some words into your relationship to make your spouse doubt or leave. But that's the weapon being formed. You standing on the word of God, believing God, trusting God, studying his word, continuing to live in a righteous life allows the weapon not to prosper because God says in Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. So I don't get afraid. I don't get Crazy and go get drunk or start smoking weed or go lay down with somebody who's not your husband or your wife doing things outside of the will of God just because there's an attack on my life because I honor the son and daughter of the most high God as one who's seeking supernatural things, trying to live in the kingdom of God and escape the kingdom of this natural world, escaping from darkness into light, leaving unrighteousness for righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus that the enemy is going to attack me because I am switching teams. So in the process of switching teams, there must be a continual self-examination to make sure that I am doing it in the manner that is pleasing unto my God, because he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He says no good thing will he withhold from those who walk upright. There are many good things in your heart that you're never going to get by the sweat of your brow doing it in self Effort. Hallelujah. It's not going to happen because it'll take you 60, 70, 100, 200 years to get out of debt, messing with men. There's always a loophole. And in doing that, you have to do it by their systems, play by their rules. Hallelujah. But God says, I have a better way. I have a more excellent way. The Bible tells you in 1 Corinthians 12 and 31, it says, He, he gives you an invitation. He says, for us to, uh, uh, to earn to covered earnestly the best gifts and he says i will show unto you a more excellent way there's a more excellent way than self in the name of jesus there is a much greater way than self and we're going to look at it after we examine some of the people who again fell to this curse of self let us look at a verse where god warns us first about self before we go into the people who fell for it so that you're aware in the book of john in the 15th chapter in verse 5 It says, well, let's start at verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. This is Jesus talking to his disciples, giving them a clear instruction, which he's also giving to us and every generation that will follow us and every generation that has actually preceded us. Verse 6, our key verse says, I mean, verse 5, the key verse says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Powerful, powerful. God's divine, you're the branch. God's divine, you're the grape. Hallelujah. God's the tree, you're the orange. Yes, in the name of Jesus. You bring forth nothing, I bring forth nothing. It is not our efforts, it is not our intelligence, it is not our connection, it is not our natural wisdom, it is not our good looks, it is not our conniving, deceitful, sneaky souls that uh, contrive things to try and get ahead. It is only in our abiding in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, that we will bring forth much fruit. God brings forth the fruit. It is God's power. It's his presence. It's his grace. It's his will that he's ordained for those that will deny themselves, pick up their cross and follow him. Study his word, allow the Holy Spirit to work that word in you and through you where what's internally now becomes manifested externally and people can see God's light, God's glory upon your life because you're a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You don't like the things you lose to life. You don't do the things you used to do. You don't live the way you used to live because you are new, because you have a greater expectation. You have a higher understanding. There is a greater passion, a greater fervor for this righteousness of God it becomes an insatiable appetite to read his word to learn his word to know not only what he expects of you but what your inheritance is what has freely been written in the book that is yours that you do not know your ignorance keeps you from winning it is not the fact that you don't have a high school diploma or a college degree or a master's degree or because you have stuff on your record or uh because you're a convicted felon or because your dad was an alcoholic or your mama was a prostitute or you grew up in the prostitute objects or uh many of the other uh, uh things that the enemy will try and throw at you to convince you that you are a victim and that you can never win you don't win because you don't know your god you don't win because you don't read the word john 14 and 6 says i am the way and the truth and the life hallelujah In the book of Matthew in 22 and 29 the Bible says you therefore do err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God how are you going to win and you don't know the God of the word or the word of God they are one the word became flesh hallelujah until you get your mind set on Jesus until your eye becomes single because you become hungry for the things of God and the word of God you cannot overcome in this world you cannot be the king and the a priest that he's ordained you to be you cannot take over the earth the Bible tells us that the heaven and the heavens are the Lord but the earth has he given to the son of man you're worrying about getting a job or an apartment or a new car when God has said I've given you the earth how small how dare you turn down all the authority all of the power all of the prestige all of the favor I want to bestow upon your life because you think so small you think small because you're studying natural things because you're operating in self that's the dark nature That's the animalistic nature. There's nothing different between a man and a dog except the man's brain, hallelujah, turns into a mind. His mind is able to receive more than instincts. His mind is able to learn new things as he goes along. He's able to learn how to ride a bike, how to eat food properly rather with a fork or chopsticks. He he can learn a new language. He can learn uh, vocational skills, how to weld, how to do plumbing, how to do all this other stuff, because he's created in the image and likeness of God. And because he's created in that image and likeness, he's capable of doing some amazing things because his Godlike nature, even though it's limited because he's disconnected. On the other hand, a dog, a cat, a deer, they have mind they have brains But their brains are all moved by instincts. They can't think like human beings think. They can't learn like human beings learn. Okay, so there's a great separation. And if we continue to operate in self, that's the nature we're operating in, is that animalistic nature because we have no self-control. All it takes is somebody to say one thing to touch your button. Or do another thing that you're you're very uh, passionate about or that's very personal to you. Your children, your house, your car, and anything. And you go from zero to 1,000 and the next thing you know you're in jail. You've taken a mug shot. You're standing before a judge. And now your whole life changes over a second in time because you operate in self. John 15 and 5. Heed the warning of God. He says, for without me, you can do nothing. Now let's look at a couple of people who didn't believe this in the Bible in a particular order here. Uh, they didn't believe it in the Bible. So God had to show them in the book of Genesis. In the 11th chapter, we see in verse four that the people have come together and they want to build a great tower. Why do they want to build this tower? They said, uh, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name. Look at that. Leaving God out. That's self. That's that nature. Let us do it. Let's leave God out. We don't want to give him any glory. We're not going to pray to him. We're not going to ask him. We're just going to use the little intellect since our knowledge have been increased. Since we have a little bit more freedom, we believe we're free to do whatever we want to and we don't have to ask daddy, where can I move? Can I take that job? Should I date him or her? Can I spend this money on this pair of Jordans even though I know I got something else to do with it? What will you have me do, daddy? Is there somebody you want me to help? Is there some assignment you have for me to do? Because if I do the things that you have for me to do in time, you're going to do the things for me that I want you to do and not all of them because it's all according to your plan for my life. I can't use you like Santa Claus. You're not my sugar daddy. You are my God and you're divine and a holy God. And I have to treat you as such by operating and living in a manner that is in line with that principle with that fact. And it's, it, is, it is an established fact before the foundations of the earth. So they go out to build this tower and they say, let us make us a name. lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. You shall have whatsoever you say. Lo and behold, what did God do down in verse seven? He said, go to, let us go down there and confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Yeah, they wanted to build a tower. They wanted to build a city. They wanted to turn up with their names in light like it was Las Vegas, but it was not the will of God. They left God out. So what did God do? He didn't leave them out. He put them out. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Get out that city because it's not your city anyway. It's my city. I gave you the wisdom, the knowledge, the hands, the feet, the back, the energy, the effort, and more importantly, the life to build this city. How dare you, in the name of Jesus. That is the Tower of Babel, the city being deserted, all because it was built in self-effort. It was built in selfishness. Let us look at um, King Asa, King Asia, King Asa, in the book of Second Chronicles 16 and 12, if you want to go there. King Asa was diseased in his feet. God had done many mighty works and deliverances for this king. And yet when he's diseased in his feet, the first thing he does not do is remember all the great things God has done for him. How God has helped him and blessed him to lead the people, kept them out of captivity, defeated enemies. The first thing he do is he sends for a doctor. He wants to find a natural doctor and not go to the great position. Hallelujah. So what does God do to him? God allows him to die. huh? He seeks the help of physicians and not God. And the very thing in his feet. Healed him and took him out of here because he was operating in self-knowledge, selfishness, and self-delusion. Let us look at Pharaoh in Exodus chapter 15 and 4. We know Pharaoh ran Egypt. We know that God raised him up for his glory. Pharaoh was operating from a place of thinking he was a God, that he was one of the Pharaohs who would also be enshrined and engraved in 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 Egyptian history, that he would live on forever. He would have one of those monuments, and he would be encased in a tomb, and that he would live forever. But little did he know that his self-delusion, that his self-nature, that his lack of what he thought to be self-control existed, that he was fighting against the undefeatable God. Yes his foolishness brought upon his people, his nation, ten plagues that destroyed the firstborn in every household, from every man to every animal, his foolishness, his selfishness saw him and his soldiers the greatest army to ever be assembled, the finest chariots to possibly ever ride the earth, the wheels coming off, going into the Red Sea after the children of Israel only to be drowned in the name of Jesus, if that not enough up, the Tower of Babel, huh? King Asa disease in his feet, Pharaoh and his chariots. Well, let's close with one more so that you may be fully persuaded that when you operate away from the vine, doing your own thing after he's already clearly warned and in love, told you, because he didn't have to tell us, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. There's King Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel in the fourth chapter of the 32. Third verse. We know that King Nebuchadnezzar was a king that God used to bring down to take the people of Egypt up into slavery. The three Hebrew boys in Daniel, and they were all part of his palace, and they learned the ways uh, of the Babylonians and spoke their languages and found great favor with them. But at some point, King Nebuchadnezzar got beside himself. So, what did God do to him? Huh? God showed him that he was God and that self was at the bottom of the ladder, that it had absolutely no power, that the same dust that he used to create Adam was the same dust that we're all made of. And like he drove Adam out of the garden in paradise, when you operate in selfishness, you're going to be driven out of the presence of God as well, hallelujah, only the blood of Jesus, only repentance, only getting in your renewed mind can you get to the state where you can return back to the place where there's no lack, where there's total love, where there's all complete forgiveness, and where God awaits to bless you in a manner in which will blow your mind, So in verse 33, it says about King Nebuchadnezzar, it says the same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. And he was driven from men and did eat grass as an ox. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is not to be questioned. God sent Jesus Christ in the form of a man. God sent Jesus Christ to fulfill the perfect sacrifice, the only sacrifice that would be seen dutiful To pay for your sins and my sins and for the sins of all mankind. To have an opportunity to live a victorious life at all times. To overcome whatever humble beginnings or tragic beginnings or trap beginnings that we may have started out in. They do not have to end that way. As long as you have life in your body. As long as you are alive and you're able to move and you can still hear and walk and talk. There's a chance for you to win. To rise back and sit on the king kingdom throne and reign with your elder brother jesus christ because we too are supposed to be seated in heavenly places my bible tells me in the book of ephesians huh my bible tells me in revelations 1 and 6 and 5 and 10 that i am a king and a priest hallelujah yes i've been created a king and a priest so i have spiritual power with god and before men and i also have authority in the land in the territory because a king has territory my brothers and my sisters Let us not fall into the world's Curse of self. They want you to be self determined. They want you to exhibit self love. They want you to be self sufficient. They want you to be self centered. They train you to self lead. They want you to be self taught because you're not going to teach yourself the things of God because only the Holy Spirit can do that. Only the Holy Spirit was sent back to lead and guide you into all truth. There's no priest, there's no prophet, there's no pastor or any one of those that can do what only the Holy Spirit can do. They can help take you. A little further but you got to go all the way in beyond the veil by yourself you see this is a mono mono thing there is no family plan to get into the kingdom of heaven you can get a family plan with AT&T you can get a family plan with Sprint you can get a family plan with Verizon Wireless but you cannot get this family plan in terms of laying down your life you can lay down your life for your family and God too will make sure that you and your household is saved and he will intercede on your behalf because the Bible tells us that the fervent and effectual prayers of a righteous man availeth much so obviously our sacrifice carries great weight with God but this is a path it is a narrow path remember a narrow path that few there be that find it choose life my brothers and my sisters choose the blessings of the Lord over the blessings of self it's not what you can do for yourself and when I'm talking about following the Lord there are things that God will command you to do That only those things are going to bring forth what it is he's ordained for your life. You can't rush God. You can't help God. What's yours, God already has, but you got to walk the path that he has ordained for you to get it. Yes, sometimes it means doing nothing. Other times it means doing way more than we expect to do. And other times he'll have you doing just enough. It's not what you do. It is if God is instructing you to do it. Are you listening to people in the natural, in the flesh, whose only objective is to use you and your effort and your brains and your business to further advance their uh desires or are you listening to your God where you're going to be on the outside of what's common, where you're going to be countercultural and you're going to allow everything God does through you to you and for you to glorify his name so then we turn back to the book of Zechariah in the fourth chapter six verse where it says, "For who has despised the day of small beginnings? we go to Isaiah 53 and one when it says, Who has believed our report?" To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed who has believed our report God is saying to the people in the land right now today I brought forth a report the report is from Genesis to Revelation it's laid out I sent you back a divine teacher a teacher who can come and you don't have to go and drive to the school he will come and dwell inside of you he will be with you always he will teach you when you're in the shower he will teach you when you're asleep he'll teach you when you're eating he'll teach you when you have joy he'll teach you when you're sad he'll teach you when your heart is broken he'll teach you when your pockets are broke hallelujah he'll be with you when you're walking talking and teaching with you he'll be with you when i bless you with a car to ride to keep you connected with me so you don't get separated from me and stop worshiping me and you start worshiping that car because he's the holy spirit he was sent back to lead and guide you into all truth there's no other way and in closing in the book of john in the eighth chapter the 31st verse jesus is very clear what it takes to stay in this place because you can get to this place and lose your way but jesus told him he said and then said jesus to those jews which believed on his name he said that if you continue in my word then are ye my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free my brothers and my sisters get free from self get free from this selfish culture This selfish society, this selfish country and this selfish world and return back into the arms of your loving Savior who waits with his arms open to give you the world. So that you can reign and rule it and prepare for what's coming next because he's coming back. We don't know when. We don't need to know when. We just need to stay ready because once you try and get ready, it's going to be too late in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you from the curse of self as you push and you persevere into the family of God. In Jesus' name, amen.